I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I had to think there for a minute about don't want us to get the day wrong to start off. The holiday week throws everything into an uproar. We were working yesterday. I know many of you were as well. President's Day, not exactly a day when a lot of people get to kick back and chill. Uh, we've got a ton to dive into with you guys across the board. We'll have some fun uh, with the presidential historian rankings of presidents, uh, which got even more ridiculous after we talked about that yesterday with the fact that the presidential historians rank Trump as the worst, which is bad, but they have Biden as very good, which is maybe even crazier. Um, we'll have some fun with that. Um, we've got uh, major issues uh, with Democrat crime-related concerns uh, as all of that is stacking up. But, Buck, I want to start here as we're sitting a little bit over eight months from Election Day. And we are a little bit over, believe it or not, six months until people can start voting. So this is going to get to you way faster. It's going to be the election is going to be here almost as soon as you snap your fingers. Because you're going to finish up. Time's changing here soon. Going to get into spring. Kids will get out of school. Summer's going to pass like lightning like it always does. And then, boom, it's Labor Day. And we're in that 60-day sprint and people can start voting early so many different places that you're chasing after uh, a variety of people who have already cast their votes. And certainly ballot harvesting and mail-in voting and your ability to motivate voters all going to come into play. But there was a poll that came out this morning. We're going to talk with our friend Ryan Gerdusky at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern about this, top of the third hour. He's a data guy, looks at the numbers, just crunches them, doesn't try to... Uh, extrapolate too much, lets the numbers speak for themselves. There's a poll from Siena, which is a college in um, 
uh, college in New York, and they do pretty good work, it seems to me, on polling in general. That is, their polls don't tend to be crazy. And it's a poll of New York State. And it's got Joe Biden up, I believe, 12 points in the overall poll. Uh, and it's not a surprise that Joe Biden is going to win New York or that Joe Biden is going to win California. But the margin by which he could win can become its own story. Uh, and in this Siena poll, um, there are several things that stand out. Democrats are going to vote for Democrats. Uh, Republicans are going to vote for Republicans. Independents breaking for Trump. But there were two things that stood out to me pretty substantially, Buck. One, we have been asking the question, could October 7th alter the way Jewish voters vote in the 2024 election? And it may not matter in New York State, for instance, because it's still very much of a blue state, but it could matter, for instance, in Michigan, which has a very large Jewish population. In Georgia and Arizona, which both have decent-sized Jewish populations, uh, Wisconsin as well. Jewish voters, according to this Siena poll, 53 to 44 supporting Donald Trump over Joe Biden. So let me start with this, Buck. Do you buy, obviously the biggest population of Jewish voters in the country is New York State. I believe, Buck, there are more Jewish people in New York State than there are almost in all of Israel combined. That's a stat that I've heard before, um, and I think it's not close. I think it's close. There are That's more what I was told. Jewish people in New York City than there are in Tel Aviv or Jerusalem, but you're looking at about 5 million to 6 million Jews in Israel. New yeah. York State has 20 million people. One-third of New York State is not Jewish. Well, it doesn't have like 26 million. New York what State, is, what New is? York State has like 26 million people, I thought. It's like 20. Like close to the population roughly of, uh, of Florida. We'll look it up, but millions of people in New York, regardless, are Jewish. And it's, it's 20 million. Okay. A yeah. huge population of the biggest Jewish population in your, the country. Your, your fundamental point is right, by the way. Like, none of that changes. Yeah. Just, I just want the, the, the comparison that people make, Clay, is between New York City and Tel Aviv or New York City and Jerusalem, that there are more Jewish people in okay. New York City than any city on Earth. It's New York City, not New York State. Okay. 53-44 Jewish voters. Now, there's been a couple of little signposts that might have suggested this was going to happen. Um, you saw the population... Uh, the, the audience has blown up in New York City for Fox News, for instance, since October 7th. And there have been a lot of Jewish people saying, you know, I'm putting on Fox News now. I never would have thought it. So the question for you is this. 5344 Jewish voters in New York State breaking for Trump. Do you buy it? Is this an outlier? Or does this represent potentially... A very substantial, we've been talking about this since October 7th. This is the first real data point I've seen. Is this a sign that Jewish voters are reconsidering their traditional allegiance with the Democrat Party? They are right now in this polling and in this election because of the way the Democrat Party has acted. Really, Joe Biden uh, even specifically has acted, speaking out of both sides of his mouth on Israel. Um, and because of the coddling uh, that the American Democrat apparatus has given to the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas factions of the Democrat Party. But I think 
you know, it's February, right? As things get closer, as people start to focus in more on, um, you know, cultural wedge issues and abortion and a whole range of things. Uh, I think it's likely that, that will narrow more toward Biden than it will expand for Trump. But as a snapshot right now, Clay, what you're saying is clearly happening. And in a state like Michigan, uh, you don't have to have many Jews change their vote from Democrat Correct. to Republican and many Muslims decide to either sit home, but they'll sit home. I don't think they'll vote Republican, um, for the state to flip. So it's, it's a very real possibility, I think, in a few key swing states, but it's, it's going to be tight. You know, it, it's not going to be something that I think you could call with ease, um, you know, months and months out. I think it'll probably narrow a little bit as things go forward. But we'll ask Ryan. Ryan's been, uh, breaking down these numbers and looking at it more specifically. By the way, you're right. 11% of New York State's population is Jewish. So, uh, over 2 million, but a big number, the biggest population in the United States, I believe. All right. Second part here. We've got maybe the biggest male female divide that has ever existed in an election looking like it's going to play out in 2024. Think about how crazy this is. If only men voted, Donald Trump would win 50 states, probably, maybe 49, maybe 48, a Reagan-like landslide, um, including New York State, where men support, according to the Siena poll, Trump 47 to 40. So Trump would win New York State right now, according to this poll, if only men voted. But, there's a big but here, women support Joe Biden 54 to 29 in New York State. And if only women voted, Joe Biden might win all 50 states. So to me, Buck, there is becoming a storyline here. Again, we're eight months out. But the question is, can Biden cut into Trump's support among men, or can Trump cut into Biden's support among women that may well determine the overall outcome of the election. And let me say this. If you're listening right now and you're a woman, I don't want to hear from you. I'm a woman and I support Trump. People always like to respond to large data samples by saying anecdotally they do not reflect that larger sample size. That's certainly the way that data can work. What I would say to every woman out there listening to us right now is you persuading other women to consider voting for Donald Trump might well be the key ingredient to what happens in the 2024 election. So a couple of things. One is uh, 2020, going back and looking at that data, uh, Biden won 57% of women. So not quite 60%, but getting pretty close, right? He, it's, it's, a, it's a big gap that existed in 2020. The gap is even larger, it seems, uh, right now. I do think that whenever you're talking about the the women vote, uh, a very useful or, or a, a very important separation uh, to keep in mind is it's really married women versus single women in terms yeah. of how these. De- once once you look at married women, Trump actually does pretty well. Married women and married women with children, Trump does, or any Republican is going to have stronger numbers. Trump's numbers with single women are um, uh, particularly abysmal, even for a Republican. And that's 
uh, that's going to be one of one of the challenges that he faces right now. Um, and I have to say, I think you know the hostility that Nikki Haley. We're just a few days away here. What Saturday's official voting day, right? South Carolina. Yeah. We're just a few days away from the South Carolina primary, and Nikki Haley managed to go from another person who was running in the primary to somebody who got pretty. She has uh, elevated the hostility of MAGA. They are upset with her. If you spend time online, you will see this. So I don't think she's really in contention uh, for a VP slot, and I don't think that she's even likely to end up in a Trump administration after this, although Trump does have a remarkable history of saying, if you want to get on the Trump train, there's always a space. But is this... I just, I look at the numbers and I would love to hear from women. Not that you support Trump. Again, I, I don't, you saying that you support Trump is not interesting to me. So, so what do you want to hear from the women? I want to hear from them. Do you think women are persuadable? Because I think men are pretty locked in. I don't think there's very many men out there. I could be wrong. I don't think there's that many men who are going to change their mind on Joe Biden. Trump is going to win men substantially, and I don't think that's going to change. We'll talk about this with Ryan Gerdusky, but I am curious whether women are persuadable, and this is where I come down on having a woman VP candidate, I do think could be very helpful to Trump in this respect. Also, there's a front-page story about what Trump's plan is for abortion. The reason why he's losing single women is almost entirely abortion. I mean, there are a lot of single women voters. Uh, abortion hurts. There's a lot of reasons why he's losing single women, Clay. There, there, there's a, there, uh, trust me, as somebody who was, uh, at one point a single guy dating in New York City during the Trump administration, there was, and in DC, there was no shortage of reasons they gave as to why they were very unhappy with Donald Trump. I think abortion has made it even more, uh, yeah, more prominent. I, I agree, but it's not, that's not, that's not the only reason. There's a lot of reasons. Uh, we'll take calls on that. This is, to me, the essence of the debate. Also, our friend Fannie Willis, speaking of single women, uh, she has gone back in front of the church, and we told you this was going to happen, but it's now turned into, oh, this is what black women have to deal with in America. Wait a second. Is she claiming that this situation is racist? Yes. We we are very... There is a Stunning. shock. There are shock waves going through the audience. Shock waves across America. Stunning, I know. It's very racist to ask you not to sleep with your subordinate and not to pay him $650,000. And use taxpayer dollars to take fancy vacations all over the place while this you're trying is to prosecute a would-be president? Yes. Literal slavery uh, that we are seeing, uh, systemic white supremacy uh, rearing its ugly head. Tunnel of Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes. These are U.S. service members and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star Fallen First Responder Smart Home and Homeless Veteran Programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with different events all year. They schedule more than 80 runs, walks, climbs a year, and... Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. I participated in a number of, number of these Tunnel to Towers events. Always a rewarding experience. Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about America's darkest day while, while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. 
Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome back into Clay and Buck. We were just talking about some of the latest uh, in the polling over all things Trump in the uh, election that we are we are under here. But Clay mentioned something else. Um, this is a, a Trump a Trump adjacent issue, I guess we could say. All right, you're also saying Fanny Willis. I want to be proper. Is it Fanny or Fanny? I'm just going to stick I with was, Fanny. I you was on right, Team Fanny. I think. 
but I'm sticking with Fanny, even though I think it's okay. mispronounced. So you go Fanny, I go Fanny. Tomato, tomato, you know, we say it, you know, one way or the other. We get the idea. Ms. Willis, um, uh, Ms. Willis is out there now telling people publicly that, well, this is when she was actually, uh, receiving an award. I'm not endorsing anybody, right? Oh, sorry. Wait, no, that's just a spirit. Where, where is Ms. Willis? My, my clip just, uh, disappeared on me. Wait, there it is. Nine. Cut nine. Sorry. I am an imperfect human being is the quote I was looking for. Play nine. People send you stuff. You read them. They just kind of become things you recite, but you don't really think about what they say. The scripture they keep sending me is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I need y'all to hear me though. They did not say the weapons will not form. And that's the part I didn't hear until recently. And so my only request from this family today is, this is a really hard job I'm trying to do. And I am an imperfect human being, but I can literally feel the people who loves me's prayers. If just every now and again, you'll throw my name in a prayer, God hears his children. I would very much appreciate that. Can I just tell you, Clay, you know, one of my um, hobbies of study, I would say, other than random periods in history like 15th century Mediterranean warfare, we've talked about this, I assume, but I, I find uh, psychology as a non-psychologist to be fascinating. I can tell you that if someone's response to messing up is, sorry, I'm not perfect, they are not taking accountability, they probably have a touch of or full-blown narcissistic personality disorder, and they are manipulating the listener. This, I am not a perfect human being. How about, I am sorry I failed the trust of the people of Fulton County. You will never hear that from her. You will never hear that. All she had to do was sleep with anybody else that she wasn't employing. There are four billion men on the planet, in theory, that Fannie Willis is not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to. She could have slept with any of them. Nobody has any issue at all that I've seen, with the fact that she had a relationship with this guy. It's the fact that she had the relationship with this guy, paid him $650,000, I think already had the relationship, Buck, when she hired him, and then she's trying to make herself out to be a victim, and all the media allies are saying, oh, this is what happens when a black woman's in power, really? A black woman has to sleep with her subordinate and pay him $650,000? I I hate that we always have to do this. Imagine if the roles were changed here, but if you had a Republican who was prosecuting Joe Biden in some capacity, let's say it's post-Biden presidency, and he was sleeping with his subordinate who he hired because she was his mistress, I assure you the New York Times would be having a field day with it. Okay? Nobody thinks otherwise. My cell phone company, uh, company, Pure Talk, believes the word free should mean just that, free. As in get a free Samsung 5G smartphone when you switch over to Pure Talk from your current cell phone service provider. No four-line requirement, no activation fees. Just a brand new Samsung that's built to last with a quick charging battery, a strong screen, and top-tier data security. Qualifying Pure Talk plans start at just $35 a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Just dial pound 250 from your phone. Say Clay and Buck. Claim your eligibility for a free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on your wireless bill. 
From your phone now, dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Nikki Haley has had a press conference to announce she will not be dropping out. I, I mean, I would think that would be self, self-evident. I, I don't know. Phil's fairly desperate as we get closer to Saturday, so she's going to lose in South Carolina, and then she's going to lose basically everywhere on Super Tuesday, and what exactly is the strategy here? I have absolutely no idea. She says, I refuse to quit. We'll maybe play some of this audio for you in a bit. South Carolina will vote on Saturday, but on Sunday, I will still be running for president. I'm not going anywhere. I'm campaigning every day until the last person votes. I just, I mean, again, I give credit to Ron DeSantis and his team because after Iowa, they put everything they had into Iowa. They lost. They came in second, but they lost, and it wasn't particularly close. And they said there is no pathway for us to be the nominee. And they dropped out. Nikki Haley put everything she had into New Hampshire. She lost by 11 or 12. She's now putting everything she has again into South Carolina. And she's going to lose. And she's now saying, I'm going to keep fighting afterwards. I think it's very fair to ask, where is her money coming from? And how much of that money is being spent by people who support Joe Biden to try to keep Donald Trump from officially having everything locked up. I I think Nikki Haley could have been a viable vice presidential candidate. I think she should have come to Trump right after certainly New Hampshire and said, hey, what about the idea of a unity ticket? Maybe not vice president, maybe it's secretary of state. Let's go ahead and put this to bed. Instead, I think, Buck, she's made a really bad decision about how she's played this out. Here we go. Here's 20, uh, cut 27, Nikki Haley vowing to fight on and saying that this primary will continue and we will discuss what that means. Play it. I'm fighting for what I know is right and I don't care what the party leaders and political elites want. I'll keep fighting until the American people close the door. That day is not today and it won't be on Saturday, not by a long shot. The presidential primaries have barely begun. Just three states have voted. Three. That's it. After this weekend, we'll be at four. That's not a lot. In the 10 days after South Carolina, another 21 states and territories will vote. People have a right to have their voices heard, and they deserve a real choice, not a Soviet-style election where there's only one candidate, and he gets 99% of the vote. If you lose every state... Whoever is advising Nikki Haley, I think, is doing a really poor job of advising her, unless, Buck, she's interested in running on this no-labels ticket, and she's trying to stay alive, and she just wants to completely sabotage Trump. I don't know if there's any viability to that possibility, but I think it's worth discussing at this point. Uh, there's a, another option, and I will admit that I don't know this, and it is it is cynical, but it is based in some... Uh, some tendencies that we saw from Nikki Haley right after she served as Trump's U.S. ambassador to the United Nation, which I just like to point out, you know, people were making an argument, uh, about Ron DeSantis and saying that it was, remember this, it was, um, uh, disloyal for him to run against Trump and people can make of that what they will. Ron DeSantis was never a part of the Trump administration. Nikki Haley was. 
so I, I think that if that argument applied at all for somebody, uh, then it should apply in, in this case, uh, even more substantially more so. And, and I think that my more cynical take on this is, look, she's getting big money from a Democrat. We already know about that, right? I mean, that's, yep. there, there are big money Democrats who are writing checks for the Nikki Haley campaign. So she's allowing herself to be used as at least a drain on time, resources, and focus, a focus against Trump at this stage. Uh, and it might be because she figures there's a big fat corporate job in it for her after this. I, I, that's very cynical. I understand, but she was on the board of Boeing after doing a lot of business with Boeing and she was the governor of South Carolina. That's what got Vivek and her so fiery with each other on stage. She does not have another job. She does not have something else lined up after this. It's not like she's still the governor of somewhere or she's still a senator or whatever. So maybe it's this is what corporate America and the donor class wants. So she stays in this a little bit longer and she ends up getting some board seats and some uh, $250,000 a gig speaking engagements. Is that does that strike anyone as crazy? I don't know. That's why I wonder if she's going to run as a third party. If she's really in it well, for the well, money. Well, then she's clearly doing that, by the way. Then she is actually just a, a pawn of the moneyed elites in this country. If she's really in it for the money, then she'll run as a third party and try to keep Trump from being elected. By the way, here she is saying, I'm not going to kiss the ring. Look, I get it. In politics, the herd mentality is enormously strong. A lot of Republican politicians have surrendered to it. The pressure on them was way too much. They didn't want to be left out of the club. Of course, many of the same politicians who now publicly embrace Trump privately dread him. They know what a disaster he's been and will continue to be for our party. They're just too afraid to say it out loud. Well, I'm not afraid to say the hard truth out loud. I feel no need to kiss the ring. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. That sounds to me like somebody who is laying the groundwork to run as a third-party candidate. Because you can't win. Why else would you say all of this? I would just just put it out there as a possibility. What is her game plan if it's not to run as a third party? She's definitely got to make money. She's not independently wealthy. That's really where Vivek, I think, hit her pretty solidly, was in pointing out how avaricious, how greedy she had been in her post-political uh, career, how much money she made so quickly. I think it kind of made some people cringe. If you're a governor and you're on the board of Boeing, I mean, you're not a former general on the board of Boeing, right? If you're, which that, that brings its own problems. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at least right. there's some connectivity. Uh, you know, I know Boeing does more than just make military stuff, but you can understand why somebody who had been, you know, uh, chairman of CENTCOM or whatever might end up, uh, on the board at Boeing. And we can have conversations about the down, uh, the, um, the downside of the military industrial complex and another time on this show. But in terms of the governor, you're effectively a lobbyist for Boeing at that point, right? You're somebody who your Rolodex and your political connections are what's being offered up. And, uh, you know, I think that some people, given her foreign policy, started to connect this stuff together and feel like there are real issues there. I mean, you can always, I think, tell with, with some politicians when you hit them on something and they get truly angry instead of politician indignant. Um, and I think what we saw with her and Vivek on stage was there were some some of those things were hitting home in a way that I mean she called him scum I think on the stage yeah. didn't she yes she looked and said you're scum 
which is, you know, that's not, that's not cool. Uh, I, I can't, can't say that that's something that's acceptable. I don't even think, at least Trump is funny when he, when he says something nasty to someone. That's not funny. That's just mean. Um, so yeah. I and think it's, by the way, valid issues. criticisms of her. It's not like he just said, I mean, he said, hey, your own daughter's on TikTok. It's going to be kind of hard to get people to get off TikTok when she criticized him for being on TikTok. That seems valid to me. I mean, I've got kids. If all my kids are on TikTok and I'm saying we've got to ban the app and my kids are all on TikTok, like campaigning for me, that would be, I think, a very valid uh, punch. By the way, we got a bunch of callers who want to weigh in. Women, uh, right, we're talking about the gender gap. Jessica in San Antonio, are these uh, are these women persuadable? I, I you know, I, I think they are. Um, and I, I don't think that, you know, having a woman vice president, but, you know, that the candidate doesn't have to be a woman. We don't vote for women just because they're women. Um, I think for Trump, it would help a lot. If it... I think we I lost think we missed the prescription. Yeah. We don't have a good enough connection to Jessica. Yeah. We're going to have to see if we can maybe get her back. And, Clay, why don't we come back and take more of these calls in a second? Yeah, um, good idea. While we have a strong connection with everybody, I want to tell them a little bit about prize picks. Because if you're a sports fan, a fantasy sports person, the prize picks app, is the one you want to download. I had never done this before, and now I'm doing it all the time, every week, having a lot of fun, making some money most of the time. We we came close, Clay, at the Super Bowl. We were I know, a little very bit, brutal, very brutal, a little bit. We 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 was we were on the right trajectory, but then you know that one yard. But uh, it's still a lot of fun. That's the thing, and it makes it more fun to watch these games. And you can really test out your skills and your knowledge on these teams, which Clay has a ton of. I'm learning all the time. I'm going to be going to some sporting events next month, actually, so I can actually see with my own eyes. Some of these players, individuals that I'm going to be picking on the prize picks app. I'm going to play, see some basketball, Clay. I'm going to go see some tennis. I'm looking forward to it. Prize pick, uh, picks gives you quick withdrawals, a huge selection of players, sports, stat types. That's what makes it the number one daily fantasy sports app. When are you making your next big pick, Clay? You want to, uh, can you tell us when it's coming? Uh, is that it- is a great question. Um, Maybe at the end of the week, maybe at the end of the week, I'll give you a college basketball or college, uh, college or NBA pick. I'll dive into it. I'll give something out at the end of the week. I think we need a clay pick at the end of each week. I'm throwing that out there because then at least I can ride his coattails and hopefully make some money, but I'm getting better myself. Prize picks makes it that easy. So if you've never done any kind of daily fantasy sports stuff before prize picks is for you and if you are a seasoned veteran but you just want the best experience the easiest user interface the most options and just overall the best experience download the prize picks app use my name buck as your promo co- promo code you'll get a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars promo code buck and you'll get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars when you download that prize picks app today Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, 
diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. All right, let's take some calls here. We said we want to take calls on specifically... Nikki Haley issues or gender issues, not how many genders, we know there are two, but uh, other gender issues about who they're going to vote for. Women are going to vote for Biden, women are going to vote for Trump. Michelle in Minneapolis has some thoughts on GOP messaging for the ladies. What's up, Michelle? Hello, guys. So nice to talk hey. to you. Um, I nice live in talk Minneapolis, to you. actually, not that, not that far from uh, George Floyd Square, so I'm always in enemy territory. But um, I do want to share with you that I, I have a sister who has been a classic liberal in California for almost 40 years. And I try to be very subtle about the things I say to her um, with regard to politics. But I will say that when people learn, when women learn about Joe Biden and the Tara Reid story, well, first of all, I can't tell you how many women don't even know about Tara Reid. Because the media continually covers it up. You know, they don't know about Ashley Biden's diary. The media covers it up. 
and they've they the Democrats have managed to paint Donald Trump as this horrible, horrible misogynist. And the abortion issue doesn't help, but Donald Trump is fairly I mean, he doesn't make a lot of commentary about that. I mean, you know, other than that he supports life, but he's not a hardcore anti abortion guy, at least not not the way I see him. Yeah. But, but the media has just painted him as a demon. And these young women out in the burbs with young, you know, my daughter just had a baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that. Who would she vote for? Who would your, who do your, who's your daughter going to vote for? I have to be honest with you. I, there are times when I think she may have voted for Biden, but she grew up in a family that, you know, a, a Republican with Republican or conservative parents who put her through Catholic school. And I'm very proud to say both of my children have very strong moral codes. I don't know if she even voted because she had just moved to Arizona. But she's so, in a, thank um, you for I the call. She's in a swing state. What would you, what would you want to see? So you're going to vote for Trump, but what do you think would persuade? Tara Reid is one part. Biden's got his own right. skeletons potentially in the closet with women. Do you think a woman VP would persuade women who are on the fence to trust Trump more, have no impact? How would you assess it? I think if it was a smart, thoughtful woman, it can't just be a woman for woman's sake. I mean, it it really has to be somebody who, like, for me personally, if I could take Tucker Carlson and make him a woman, (laughs) like, he can. Whoa. (laughs) Democrats, Democrats would say that you could. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I disagree, <laughs> and I yeah. love Tucker, but I'm just saying we need somebody who can really be thoughtful and articulate. Megan Kelly. You would like Megan Kelly. I mean, I would say Megan Kelly would be what you're describing, right? Like kind of a thoughtful, articulate, throw-punches woman. Yeah, and she's and she's strong, but Megan, and Megan can also be, you know, um, I don't, demure is the wrong word. She can kind of pull back when she needs. She to can be empathetic when she needs that. to be empathetic, but she can throw a Megan, punch when she Megan needs to. Megan can wear many, many hats. Um, you know, in in her role in, in media, I mean, she she's got the mom thing, yeah. and she speaks from that perspective. She can yeah. do the fiery journalist genuine. thing. Yeah, you know, she she's she can she can kind of pull it all off. Yeah. Yeah, when she speaks, you just know it's real. When I listen to Nikki Haley. And, and God bless Nikki Haley, but I just want to throw up a little bit. Like, how much more scripted can you be? You know? And, and Carrie Lake is also another woman who speaks. I got to tell you, you know, I, I was, you're up in Minneapolis. It's funny, you know, where I think of people being very, very nice. And I was in South Carolina not long ago for the Admiral's birthday. A lot of Nikki Haley love in obviously her home state. I get that, but people really like Nikki Haley in South Carolina. That gets, uh, so I think a lot of our callers who would, who would defend her to the, uh, you know, to the, to the last, to the last days, um, they tend to be people from her home state, which I can appreciate. Thank you for calling in, Michelle. Lynn in Illinois. What's going on, Lynn? Lynn going once. Are, are you in Hello. like sprint, you know, sp- Hey, how are you in uh like the Chicago metro or are you somewhere like Springfield that's a little redder? I am actually about 2 hours north of Springfield and God help me I won't even go to Chicago now. So you're in see that's the thing Illinois has these has all this red but Chicago is just the giant blue abyss that pulls it all down. Yep. Anyway, what's going on? Tell three us about place, what you're thinking, Lynn. vote the whole place. Um well, first of all, I want to say I love the show. And whether you know it or not, you guys have most likely seen me um, on the Hannity-Davenport town hall with President Trump. 
I was the very agreeable behind him to the right. Yes. We watched yeah. that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think women can change their minds, except for the Trump derangement people. Like, my mother hates Trump more than she loves me. She wouldn't even watch the T- Hannity Town Hall. But I think a lot of women, it's just that they're fed so much fake information, and they watch those stupid-ass morning shows. Oh, sorry, language. Um, They watch those morning shows and take it as gospel. I think there should have to be a disclaimer on them that they're for entertainment value only. So your mom is going to vote for Biden? Oh, yeah, over and over and over. I have no doubt. No, she's got to call in. you got to get mom to call in, and Clay and I are going to persuade her live on the air. We're going to take her step-by-step and convince her... That Trump is her guy. What do you think? Can you make this happen for us? Uh, I, no, no. I, I, yeah, I got, I got Shut no power over down. that. But when she Shut said down. that she hated Trump more than she loved her daughter, I was like, I think this is probably going to be really tough to persuade. Um, thank you for the call, by the way, and thank you for being there in Davenport at the uh, Hannity Town Hall. Here and the Trump Town Hall. Here's the thing, Buck. This is the election. Can enough women be persuaded to change their minds? That's 2024 in a nutshell. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.